You are listening to You Heard It Here Second, Episode 3, brought to you by nobody because we still don't have any sponsors. The podcast is produced every Monday night and airs every Tuesday morning. Show notes, fan polls, full episodes, and our iTunes link can be found at our website, DerekAndSteve.com. Good morning, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back, Steve. They came back for a third episode of You Heard It Here Second, if third you, episode of all time. If you are here for the third episode, I commend you. You you are you've hung on for the long haul, and that you, is impressive. You're you're here. If if you're listening now, you're you're here for good. We I didn't think. think we would make it three episodes. We, I didn't think we. Would make I didn't it three think episodes. so either. And and more impressively, we made it three episodes before the holidays. The holidays are, aren't even here yet, and we've already got three under our belt. Hopefully, a fourth next week. Four four episode Christmas present for our listeners. It's amazing. I'm I'm in shock. So am I. I can't believe it. So, but I um, love it. I love it too. I love it too. It's and the fans love it. The fan the fans. We've gotten some good feedback or so they, far, and we're gonna get they, to. We're gonna we got a lot of fan input for this episode today. So, or they put up with it. The, the, yeah, they. But both I appreciate. They might just be making us feel better. You did say in the first episode, even if you hate it, tell us you love it. That was a quote. That's from true. You, so. Maybe that's what's happening. It might be what's happening. Pe- that's definitely what people are telling you about like your voice and your participation. <laughs> it's I get, I get it all the time. Because they're all telling right. me they hate it. So, <laughs> opening kickoff. Uh, here we go. I'll kick it off to you again. Uh, this is the same topic that we've talked about for three straight weeks now at the opening kickoff. I hate it. Which is <laughs> a hot dog being a sandwich. It's dumb. Um, last week, we gave you the definitive answer, which was from the National Hot Dog Council, which I thought could, mean, could never in a million years mean that we would ever be talking about this again. Discussion over. But... Two fans submitted us two pieces of evidence. Uh, one is the first one from the New York State Tax. And if you look at the outline of the New York State Sandwich Tax, they include and classify hot dogs and sausages in buns as a type of sandwich that is taxable under the New York Sandwich Tax. First topic there, Steve. What are your thoughts on that? Well, first of all, I my thoughts are that we've done way too much hot dog conversations in our first three podcasts no argument there um but my opinion on the new york state tax is that it's just the man trying to keep the hot dogs down i mean they're just trying to make some money off what is clearly not a sandwich it's a i agree it's it's bullying people that uh, the people that are are, they don't know what direction to go in right now They, they don't understand the hot dog lovers need to stand up and fight back, and we need to stop talking about it on the show. I completely agree. But there is one other piece of evidence that we were sent in Ugh. by a fan, so we need to go over it, which is that a recent uh, a listener this past week was at five, five Guys Restaurant, and they also got a hot dog at Five Guys. We'll talk about that problem later. Um, but they got a hot dog at Five Guys, and the receipt classifies a hot dog, again, as a sandwich. It actually labels it sandwich. So again, two sources of relatively high stature one much higher than the other the new york state tax and five guys restaurant chain um both calling hot dog sandwiches so it's flying right in the face of our definitive statement last week so it's up to us to at least come out and say here stand up for ourselves and say that we that we believe these things are wrong what do these five guys know about anything i like they make a fine burger and a fine hot dog like they don't get to make that kind of decision they don't sell any sandwiches they don't sell sandwiches so maybe they're jealous of Real sandwiches. They might be. Um, side topic, actually. This is not on the rundown. I have a funny Five Guys story. Um, John Robertson once was like, oh, something, something, like, we're going to go to Five Guys. And John Robertson goes, my sister actually knows one of the Five Guys. And we go, oh, yeah. He goes, yeah, I think it's the fourth guy. <laughs> <laughs> and he was dead serious. Like, she knows the fourth guy. So we have an in. I'll, I'll see if she can talk to the fourth guy and see what he's thinking. And if, and if he is as crazy as we all think... Then we need to talk some sense into him. Yeah, or else it might be four guys before long. I mean, then he's out. If he's exposed, maybe he's it, the one making the problem. It's yeah, the, the, he might be the one holding them back from really exploding into what they can be. So maybe four guys is in our future. Four guys, burgers and guys. So burgers and uh, guys, burgers and fries, burgers and four fries. Four guys, burgers, four guys, burgers and burgers and guys would be would be strange. Okay, so opening <laughs> kickoff is over. Uh, we'll move quickly into the first quarter now. So as you guys know, our first quarter is about sports. Uh, so first, we'll start off with uh, picking up from a topic we uh, put down last week, which was the big question whether the Warriors would lose first or the Panthers would lose first. So that debate is now over. The Warriors have lost. Uh, first, I have some owning up to do. I bet yes. Steve on the air last week $10 that the Celtics uh, would beat the Warriors. I was, got, in it, I was in attendance. And they got crushed. And, and <laughs> And, and as Steve puts it, they got crushed in uh, double overtime by five points. 
to the Warriors. Phenomenal game to be at. Extreme, absolute playoff atmosphere at the Garden. Uh, great game to be at, but Celtics couldn't pull it off. And I, I paid Steve uh, $10 after the game uh, for, for losing that bet. Easy money for Steve. But uh, at the same time, uh, the other bet that was on the air, not wasn't a bet, was just a debate. Uh, uh, I was correct on, which is that the Warriors did lose first before the Panthers. They lost the very next night to the Bucks, uh, showing that the Celtics completely drained their gas tanks, and uh, they lost to the Bucks by 15 points. So uh, Panthers, though, undefeated. So what are your thoughts on the Panthers now uh, being 13 and 0? The Panthers will go undefeated. Their their last three games are against, uh, I think. Giants, Giants, Bucks, Falcons. Giants, again. Bucks, Falcons. Well, not in that order. Not in that order, but yeah. they're all all those teams are under five hundred. Um, unless they sit their starters. I mean, if they sit the Bucks are the last game, and even if they sit their starters, they still have a good chance of beating the Bucks. <laughs> um, so I think they'll go undefeated. I think they're better than the uh, Patriots that went undefeated by far. Um, Tom Brady's no Cam Newton. Um, <laughs> Actually, I'm just saying that to, to, to rile up all our fans. Uh, they're they're Pats fans. We have but, some Pats fans. Um, no, I mean I think they're very, very good. Their defense, yeah. I mean, you, their defense is unbelievable, and that's what that's why they're. I mean, their offense is good, but their defense doesn't get enough credit because Cam Newton steals the the spotlight. But um, Keekley and, and Josh Norman is it is yeah. Josh Norman is having an unbelievable year unbelievable at cornerback. Year. He's the best cornerback in the NFL this year, anyway. Yeah. Um, and I and the for those of you who haven't seen it, you should head over to the Panther. I think it's the Panthers Twitter account has a has a vine of one of Cam Newton's touchdown passes this past week, which is oh, an yeah. unbelievable vine. If you haven't seen it, yeah. um, maybe we'll try to post it on one of our accounts or something. Uh, one of our social media accounts absolutely threads the needle through one pat, right past one guy's head, underneath another guy's arm, yeah. just right into the hands of his receiver. Phenomenal pass. They are clicking big time. Uh, you know, I think it's interesting because we talked about the last week, we both picked the Cardinals to go to the Super Bowl. Uh-huh. Uh, and I think the NFC has quickly shaped up into having three really dangerous teams with yeah. the Seahawks now coming back onto the scene. Russell Wilson has 16 touchdowns and no picks in his last four games. They have, they found themselves again after yeah. they, they were lost for a long time. They just lost Rawls Thomas again. Thomas Rawls though. again, but Marshawn Lynch is on his way back. Is he next uh, week? No, no, no. Playoffs? Still no timetable, but you have to imagine that. You know, they said that he's back. He's been rehabbing, and now he's going to be getting back to practice, I believe. So, you got to think he'll be coming back. Rawls is done for the year. He broke his ankle, yeah. but uh, you know, you got to be scared of all three of those teams if you're anybody else in the NFC. Uh, and you know, for the Panthers, it it makes you nervous for the Panthers if they go into the playoffs undefeated with the pressure that we know rides with an undefeated season. Uh, it's a big question whether they could, you know, go up against both of those teams, in the Cardinals and the Seahawks, and take them each down. Yeah, but I mean, they'll have home field for those for those games. They'll have home field. They have a lot of swag uh, on offense <laughs> yeah their, def- their defense is just pure like mechanics which is great um i don't know i mean i they they surprise me every week i always think i mean the falcons the falcons were good at one point and they rolled falcons started six and on them yeah they rolled on them what was the final score like 40 to zero 38 nothing and they, they let nothing. up yeah um but so, the falcons are terrible now so Fal- so I mean, take away the grain of salt terrible now but yeah i mean still 38 zero against anyone in the nfl is yeah very impressive agreed and, and i think you're so that leads us into the next topic, I guess, which is whether Cam Newton's the MVP right now. And I think a few weeks ago, uh, you know, I would say about four weeks ago, people were laughing at the idea yeah. that Cam Newton was involved with Brady in that discussion. Yeah. And it's a very different discussion now because uh, with the Patriots, not that they're, you know, completely fallen off the cliff, but they they've, haven't played as well the last few weeks. They got back on track this week, but Cam has completely turned it on in the opposite direction, yeah. you know, in the last five weeks or so. Uh, I think I, I think I read he's got 17 touchdowns in one pick in his last I think five games. So uh, Cam is extremely on his way, and for me, he is the MVP at this point. I don't know if you agree with that. I think he's the MVP. I mean, who who would be second? Like Brady. Brady is, is up there, and Carson Palmer might be up there. Carson at this Palmer's point. up there, but I mean, if you're going to give it to a QB, like the undefeated team, kind of. Yeah trumps i mean and it should be mostly stats but even his stats back that up too so yeah and i mean newton's almost on par with brady passing the ball and he's you know far superior rushing the ball so uh you know can't and you also look at what camp's working with i think on the on the panthers offense yeah when the patriots are healthy brady has three times the weapons that cam has i mean he's got he's got a deep threat in ted gain ted gain who drops every other ball that's thrown to him always but catches every other one for a touchdown um greg olsen went down this week hopefully he's going to be all right for them but they don't have an abundance of weapons there so i think what cam's done is extremely impressive especially for a kid that was heavily doubted coming out of college it's been pretty impressive what he's put together yeah and if you look back at it he's kind of flown under the radar they've won the nfc south three years Mm -hmm. in a row um his stats are unbelievable he's always just like like oh cam newton like he's a good quarterback you know in a with drew Brees, matt um 
Matt Ryan and now James Winston, like, oh, like a division of good quarterbacks. But he's by by mm. like by far the now. best in that division. And also probably one of the best in the NFL, if not yeah. the best. So he kind of just all Very of a sudden it clicked for that. people that he's an unbelievable quarterback. Everyone's been watching like Russell Wilson go to the Super Bowl and forgetting that Cam Newton's leading a pretty bad Panthers team yeah. to unbelievable records. A- after losing his top receiver in the preseason, too. So. Yeah. Uh, very impressive for Cam. Uh, so now, uh, anyway, we'll see what that happens with that. So the Panthers riding a lot of pressure, but 13-0 moving into what looks like could be a, a 3-0 finish to the season against uh, some teams they can definitely beat uh, if, if they keep their uh, foot on the gas. So uh, moving next into bowl season. So Love it. Steve is pumped. I'm pumped. Uh, We've got a lot of games to go through. We're not going to go through them all now. A lot. Uh, but what are, you, what are you thinking here? I know you are very uh, interested in a lot of the bowl names this season. Love the bowl names. We reviewed them before the show. Some fantastic sponsors Some and names. Some fantastic sponsors. I'll just go through a few easy ones. One is the Royal Purple Las Vegas Bowl <laughs> uh, at Sam Boyd Stadium. Don't know what that one is. Miami Beach sponsored a bowl. It's just called the Miami Beach Bowl. <laughs> um, there's the GoDaddy Bowl, obviously. Right, right. The great one. Um, maybe my favorite until I came upon the next one, but my favorite is Zaxby's Heart of Dallas Bowl. Zaxby's. Zaxby's, like really southern fried chicken. Yeah, I've been to Zaxby's Heart once. Of Dallas. Love it. Um, but then I came upon this one. The Independence Bowl is sponsored by Camping World, the Camping World Independence Bowl in Shreveport, Louisiana. Love it. We should Love go. We, we, yeah. And camp. Do th- that's probably a thing. I bet you, right? I mean, do you think people are going there and camping for no, the game? No, I don't. But it'd be funny. Um, I got to think Camping World is running a promotion for that. That one's, by, like, by and large the best, um, except then there's the Fiesta Bowl is the Battle Frog Fiesta Bowl. <laughs> I didn't even ba- bother looking up what Battle Frog was, but I, no I, I like the name. Also, um, Buffalo Wild Wings has silently become a powerhouse bowl. Yeah, Everyone just the, hears, like, the oh, the ones. Buffalo Wild Wings Bowl, for sure. And doesn't and like you hear GoDaddy Bowl, you're like, what? So, yeah. Um, n- no, no talk of the actual teams because who cares? The Motel Six Cactus Bowl. I mean, there's some good ones. There are definitely um, some good ones. We will actually pick some some games. Yes. The, the games start on Saturday, the 19th, um, and we will have an expert on next week to pick a few of the bigger bowls and maybe some of maybe the Zaxby's uh, bowl. Uh, we could definitely go for Dallas Zaxby's bowl, just because I want to know his opinion on that one. Um, but for now, I'm just pumped for the season it's a big big gambling season yes um just pick straight up wins i think uh espn now has if you can pick every winner you get a million dollars yeah similar, similar to, march, to madness. march madness right um, but i think it's much easier it's 40 picks i yeah, mean i say that uh, right? I, I imagine that somebody can do it as, as opposed to march madness is virtually it's, it's basically impossible for somebody to land a perfect bracket um this Until, seems achievable I, mean, I don't know maybe we don't know what we're talking about it's obviously very very difficult odds to do it but Landing 40 straight-up games might not be... I mean, it, it's basically akin to, to nailing the first round of the NCAA tournament, you know, with a few a few wins in the second round. And I think we, ha- we have seen people still have perfect brackets into the second round and in I think the past. So fo- Football in general is a bit less variable than basketball. Maybe not. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm not wrong, but I feel like the better team I wins think, uh, more often, or has a, the worst team has a less... Um, chance of winning against a better team in football than it does in basketball. I yeah, I can agree with that. I think that the in uh, I think the biggest discrepancy matchups are much easier to call in basketball. I mean, no yeah, one through true. four seed is is or one through one two or probably three seed is usually going down in the first round. Yeah, uh, there aren't that many of the bowl games that you can say for sure is that big That's of a true. discrepancy. But they are, I think they at are, the same time they are hand picked so right. that they're that they're good. Right. games so that there's so it, makes, that. it makes it tough but yeah. uh, anyway we'll have our expert on next week you guys will have to tune back in to find out who that expert is um i think you might, you might know you might know a little something uh you know if you're listening and talking around what the fans are saying he's but very excited he's very excited Ooh, to, I, oh, I we just gave away gave away that it's he, a, it's he a or male. she is very excited he or she is very it might be maybe that was a curveball it's, so. it's really excited it, it yeah and <laughs> it is very excited one more thing about that is that we'll be posting uh the chance for you guys to get involved the with fans. the bowl pick them. So we're going to, like I said, we're going to go through and make our picks. Um, and we would love for you guys to sometime later this week, check back on Derek and Steve.com before Saturday, before Saturday. So Thursday, maybe or Thursday or Friday, we'll have a form up there where you can go through and you will pick all the games with your name and submit it and your email address and you'll enter and, uh, not for money or anything. Just, just enter the contest and the winner is going to get a fantastic prize. We have a we prize will, for that the we winner. will uh, be giving to the winner. Whoever can pick the most games correctly, just straight up wins. Straight up wins. No so spread. You, you pick the winner. No spread. Most wins 
will be the winner. So it's going to be out of our listeners. That will be a contest. Yes. And we, we will broadcast who's in the lead every week. Oh, yeah, every week. Yeah, well, there's um, only going to be a couple weeks of it, but we will. But we will. Um, and, and winner gets a fantastic prize. Maybe gets to come on the air. That might might be a part of the prize. You so might we'll get see. to be on the air and kiss one of the and hosts. kiss one of the hosts. <laughs> that, that, that's the rumor going around. That's, that's the rumor. Right of, your, of your choice. A host or a guest a of your choice. A host or guest. So, um, Submit, that was submitted by the guests. <laughs> so you can also choose a guest. So... So that that's still the, the details need to be ironed out on that one. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's <laughs> not the prize. That's just that's just a positive externality of winning. Exactly. So um, okay, perfect. So now we'll move past bowl season and we'll get to the next topic in our first quarter, which is Conor McGregor. Quickly, uh, McGregor in a huge UFC weekend. By the way, I don't really follow UFC very much, but no. uh, some of my coworkers follow UFC, and I was huh. uh, notified that Thursday, Friday, Saturday, apparently there was a lot of fights across all three of those days, which is between pretty, the fans or the fighters. Uh, <laughs> but I think both. I can't. I can't. <laughs> confirm but i know at least between the fighters there were planned fights um that were officiated and everything you know you know organized and, and people paid to watch them as opposed to other fights among the fans who were watching them um but so uh, yeah i think thursday i had like eight or something fights and then you know 10 or so more friday and then a big event on saturday saturday was the main event it was conor mcgregor uh I, I some other guy yeah, aldo i think yeah, aldo, i think it was aldo um and McGregor knocks him out in 13 seconds. So very Some quick. Some guy who hadn't lost in 16 or so fights. Yeah, exactly. A lot and, of fights. And again, disclaimer, we don't really follow UFC. So, so these numbers sure, might but, be wrong. But a but, lot. But my question Double for digit you, fights. Yeah. And my question for you, Steve, is from, you know, from an un- uneducated UFC fan perspective, let's say you had Correct. paid a bunch of money to order those fights and Conor McGregor knocks him out in 13 seconds. What is your take on it? Is it exciting to you? Is it a waste of money to you? I pondered this uh, because I saw it on the lineup. Um, and I, am I a Conor McGregor fan? You are, yes. Um, then I don't care because I was blacked out. I drank so much because I was a rowdy Irishman that flew in from Boston and was was drinking from 5 a.m. on the flight, was blacked out by 2, was passed out in my seat by whenever the fight was, like midnight, mm-hmm. um, 13 seconds. I read about it the next day and was happy. And, and Yeah, and you are happy, and hopefully you had some friends who... who let you know that you had a good time and yes. you, and, and it didn't matter that and I didn't go to prison seconds. Um, if I was just a, a casual fan, a UFC fan of anyone, I'd probably be pretty upset. I mean, th- I think I, I read that Conor McGregor is this very outspoken, he is, like, he is. he's kind of in your face all the time and he's, he, he was trying to start stuff with this he's been, guy. He's been on Boston radio before. He's yeah. very talkative. He'll talk a lot and, and at weigh-ins, he was talking a lot to, a lot. His, to his, and the other guy the, wasn't yeah, saying anything. He nothing. was just quiet and you, like, we look, we don't even know that guy's name. Yeah. Uh, we couldn't even remember his name. So, I mean, it, it, if it was more build up, and I'd be like, "Whoa!" Like I can't believe that happened because they were both so like well matched. Mm-hmm. But instead, you're like, "Conor McGregor's gonna murder this guy." Especially around here, McGregor's big around here. Yeah, all, like, all the fans around here are McGregor fans. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I, I agree. I think, and uh, again, not really a big UFC fan, but uh, for me, I would probably be a little disappointed if I, if I you know was looking forward to that. And, and to me, the, the knockout. I watched the, the the clip. It didn't look too exciting to me, to be honest. I, no, again, it wasn't I even know, a good knockout. I don't know much about the sport, but it didn't look like it was a big you know. He didn't rock him with a huge punch that looked like it was over. It kind of like he hit him on on the with the left. I he think like tapped him. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, obviously he hit him very hard because he knocked him out. No, but he it tapped was, him. But <laughs> Did he tapped him? He just he, he flicked his ear and he and he fell down. So um, okay, last section of the first quarter is love it BC topic. I know this could be in the local the local section, but it's been a national story. So Boston College Chipotle restaurant. Uh, Spreading the norovirus everywhere. 80 kids at Boston College. It's, it's 140 kids now. 140 kids. 140, it's gone up. Okay. Yeah. Um, luckily, it's not the E. coli breakout that happened on the West Coast, um, but still, nonetheless, and I think a few other areas of the country, um, un- nonetheless, the norovirus affecting 140 kids at BC and the BC basketball team was also affected, and, and I think half their team got sick by that. So huh. I'm wondering what was the effect on the court uh, uh, for the BC basketball team? If, Did it have an effect? If anything, it helped the <laughs> basketball team. Because they didn't have to play a game or two, or they at least got to sit out and not like have terrible, terrible performances on the field. <laughs> um, side effects of the norovirus include turnovers, lowering field goal percentage, missing free throws, um, right. just getting tired and winded on the court. Right. So, mar- and also like di- like bad diarrhea. And so marginal <laughs> marginal effect of of those symptoms is um, much lower on the BC basketball team because most of those things are already at the bottom. They so, already had those symptoms, which is surprising right. that they weren't immune 
to the neurovirus. That, right. That, that's a very good point. So, because <laughs> they're um, already and so they did trash. beat Maine. Uh, they did beat the Maine basketball team. So, I, dude, don't um, don't defend the basketball team. I was just making a statement. It's, <laughs> it was more of a. It was more of yeah, just making a statement that they they, they beat. What Maine, are your so. What are your thoughts on the the neurovirus the beat like the Chipotle thing in general? Like, no, who well, cares what happened to the BC basketball? I mean, not who cares, but yeah, I, I mean, in relation to just your life, the BC neurovirus. But for for those of you who are curious, we were joking a little bit on the BC basketball team yeah. there. I think they probably did affect their play. They probably, probably played more poorly uh, because they were affected by the norovirus. But I think, <laughs> yes. uh, you know, as far as the impact, I think it, it's kind of concerning. <laughs> I mean, uh, a ton of BC kids, we went to BC, a, a yeah. ton of kids go to that Chipotle It was basically every person who ate there that day. Yeah, like and, every and, that's single a, person. and that's a lot of people while yeah. school is in session around like, you know, finals time. It, it, people, everyone is eating there. Um, but as one of our uh, friends and listeners, Reed, who we're giving a shout out to Reed here, Reed. Uh, indicated to us, Right now, maybe the safest time to eat at Chipotle because they're on high guard and they know that they can't do this again. So Reed was there two days later, <laughs> mowing some Chipotle in and an loving em- it in an empty Chipotle. In an empty Chipotle, nobody in line and nobody sitting down. <laughs> and he did say that the lady behind the counter like washed her hands and made sure that he saw her washing his, her yep. hands. No safer um, time. But still, really dumb decision. Really dumb. I, I would don't do go I to Chipotle. So, nonetless, no safer time, Why according bother? to Reed. But that's that's Reed's advice that we're going to caution you against taking uh, before you choose your next meal. So that wraps up the first quarter. Now we have our special guest, James Murphy, who will be doing uh, his first edition of Murphy's Law segment. Anything that can be watched will be watched. Thanks for having me on, guys. Of course. Uh, thank you for ha- for being on the show, Murph. So. Uh, Murph is going to be our pop culture expert for a lot of the show. Um, and like this it. first edition, he is, uh, let's, let's, Murph, what are you going to be telling us about today? Uh, so I'm going to be, uh, going over all sorts of, uh, of media this, uh, in this segment. Uh, the first thing we're going to be talking about is, uh, the winter movie guide, uh, for these next, uh, couple weeks. And to clarify, this is not winter themed movies. This is movies that are coming out within... The winter months, winter so like, right? They're not, think, it's not your uh, classic holiday films. You've seen you've seen trailers for these movies. They're about to come out. Murph's going to tell you if you should see them or if you should pass hard. Right. So you, you can you can remove Rotten Tomatoes from your bookmarks because Murphy's Law is here and it's ready to to give you Murphy's all Murphy's Law is absolute. All right. So let's get, let's get right what to you it first. All right, guys. So uh, you heard it here second. Star Wars: Star- The Force <laughs> Awakens is going to be a huge movie this winter. <laughs> yes. I don't know if you've heard, but it comes out this Thursday night. I'm excited. Directed by J.J. Abrams. Projected $2 billion in the box office. No way. I mean, yeah. that's it's going to be the biggest release, but... I mean, uh, previously this summer, Jurassic World took took the took the rankings as the number one grossing film this uh, this summer, but I think uh, Star Wars is going to blow it out of the park. Do you know how much money Jurassic World was? Uh, was it, made a, it made a lot. Is it in the billions? I think it's in the billions. <laughs> I, can't, I can't, can't confirm. We, we have the internet. We're going to check. Um, um, but two billion is... I mean, Star, Star Wars, it's been our... It, it, it's, uh, it's a movie that our, our parents grew up with in, in the 70s and early 80s. Um, they also released the, the three uh, the prequel movies, which weren't very well received, but they came out, you know, 10 years ago. Um, and then this is J.J. Abrams' follow-up um, trilogy. Um, and it's going to be, you know, I'm really looking forward to it. Jurassic World, 652 million gross. So there Pretty you good. go. Domestic gross. Uh, foreign gross is 1 billion. There you one go. Billion. 1 billion, 16 million. You heard it here. Second. You heard it here. Second. My question is, so it is like our parents' movie. It's like an older generation's movie. Is, I mean, this thing has a lot of hype for like people our age, like people who like I'll be honest, I don't love the Star Wars movies. I, I mean, I, I appreciate them. I, I've seen them, but I'm excited for this movie. I think yeah, I mean, it reaches a, a broad range of audiences. You know, they have kids these days. They market you know Legos and a bunch of different toys to you know these <laughs> kids. So and then they're they're marketing towards you know our parents and then us as well. So I think it hits multiple demographics, except for the one demographic that accounts for 50% of the world's population, AKA females. I knew it. <laughs> so, uh, this is a shout out to my girlfriend, Devin, but she has never seen a single star Wars movie. Wow. What am I doing dating her? <laughs> <laughs> no, but this, this raises a question for me. Uh, and for you guys, do you, do you want the future Mrs. Robinson and Mrs. Nicholas 
uh, to be fans of Star Wars lore or to just not care at all about Ooh, it? Ooh, good question. Very good I'll question. I'll let Derek go first. Uh, so I assume we're picking extremes here. We're not saying, oh, I, I would like her to be a little yeah, bit Yeah, don't Star be Wars realistic, thing. Derek. That's boring. Uh, <laughs> I was, if, if I'm choosing the two extremes, I'm going to say not not a Star Wars fan. Okay. I would say I don't know why. as <laughs> long as she's not a Star Trek fan, then I'm fine. Like if you're if you're like deep into Star Trek, like I can't pull you back. There's nothing I can do. Yeah, at first I was kind of uh, I was kind of taken aback that she didn't really. You need like, to at least know, like she need, you need she to needs to know the characters, yeah. which yeah. I think she does. A, but yeah, you need an understanding. If I'm going to go to see the movies, I'm probably going to go with my boys, <laughs> my my Star Wars boys. We'll go. We'll go with you. Um, and then she can just stay at home. But I do have. <laughs> actually, I can bring her to the theater because I do have some alternatives that she can see. All right. Hit us. Excellent. The Let's first one is Sisters, Ooh. starring fellow BC alumni Amy Poehler. Yes. And the queen of SNL comedy, Tina Fey. Thoughts on this movie, guys? Well, I, I saw the trailer and I thought it was going to be very funny. I, it looks, I mean, I, it looks funny to me. Um, uh, I would say that I think they, the tra- I'm pretty good at reading trailers, I'll be honest. Steve likes trailers. I a lot. love trailers. I watch a lot of trailers. I feel like it doesn't look as good as it could. I mean, these two are individually probably the two funniest women on the planet. And together, it should be the the funniest movie that like anyone's ever made in, in like a, like girl comedy. The next bridesmaid, yeah. Uh, the or next not bridesmaids. Uh, uh, I think it is bridesmaids. Oh, bridesmaids. <laughs> that's that's the one. That's the one. <laughs> uh, but it should be. And it, I mean, it didn't blow me away. I'm obviously reserving judgment until I see it because they're both hilarious. Agreed. I'm, I'm reserving judgment, but I think it looks terrible. <laughs> yeah. Terrible. So I'm gonna be. No, I, I mean, so it, uh, Murph's I mean, the authority. It'll be I false Murph. So too. I it, agree with him. It'll be. It, it'll mean. It'll draw some laughs, but I'm obviously not gonna go to the theater to see it. I might no, catch no, it. Might I, catch it on HBO when you, it comes. Date night. You and Devin. Sisters. That's the real, that's the real question. Is, does Devin want to see it? That's a star to a romantic night right there. <laughs> Sisters. Um, and then uh, the other female-based. Um, Empowering film for this winter is the movie Joy, starring Jennifer Lawrence, uh, Bradley Cooper. It's a David O. Russell film. Um, you've seen his work with uh, the movies American Hustle and um, Silver Linings. Silver Linings are Playbook. They, are, so are they always with that same guy? So, yeah. So yeah, he has a, a habit of casting those two characters in his movies. They've played out well in American Hustle and uh, Silver Linings Playbook. Um, interested to see how Joy p- uh, pans out. Um, it was actually filmed in Boston. It's about uh, a young woman who uh, is stuck in her career, and then she makes some life-altering decisions, and you know, cuts her hair really short. Cuts her hair really short. She becomes <laughs> she becomes empowered and, and makes a career for him, for herself. Yeah, so exciting. If if you're not going to Star Wars this uh, this winter, and you fall into that female demographic, like most some of our listeners, not might, most, but not most, some. but some, some, then go ahead and check those out. Are you checking Joy out? Um, I'm checking out Jennifer Lawrence, yes, from afar, but not in the theaters. <laughs> no, no theater trip for either of those two. No. All right. What else you got? Um, also in a theater near you is The Revenant, starring Leonardo DiCaprio, Ooh. Hollywood's golden boy who is yet to win an Oscar. Is this the one, Murph? Is it's, this the one? What's the elephant, in the, the elephant in the room? That's the question. The elephant in the room is actually a bear in the room. <laughs> originally, originally uh, last week it was leaked that there's apparently a bear rape scene in the movie, but a that rape is scene. yeah, that was kind of the uh, ambiguous kind of plot driven point in the th- in the movie. But that has been confirmed that there's no bear rape. Oh, good. <laughs> it's good to know. <laughs> you can't win an Oscar. You can't win rape. an Oscar with something that facetious. Yeah, um, but it's directed by Alejandro Gonzalez Inaritu, um, who has also done. Uh, Birdman and Gravity. So those were Ooh, awesome movies. Good resume. Um, he's got a great resume, and I think this is going to be the picture for Leo to really? bring it home. You think so? Murphy's you Law it, says it. You heard, you heard it here first. You heard it here first. Murphy's Law. Calling a bold prediction. I Le- did hear... Leo brings home the first Oscar. I read uh, an article about this actually today. He said it was by far the most difficult movie he's ever done because... A lot of the scenes are shot underwater. He's like drowning and like in freezing cold water. So he would do a scene and then come sit outside. And there was like this tentacle heater that like he heated his feet and his fingers and his head, and his neck. And he would just like sit there and get all his extremities heated up. And then ten minutes later, go back out and do the same thing for another scene. He said he was like, it was pretty intense. Wow. So yeah, the entire movie is basically him getting the living crap beat out of him. <laughs> Um, by Tom Hardy and and uh, some other natives of, of the area. Um, it looks really intense, um, and I can't wait. 
Nice. I'll I'm, see it. I'm looking I, forward to it. I told you guys, or I told whoever it was I was sitting next to um, when we saw Creed in theaters, we saw this trailer. There's a scene where someone goes over a cliff on a horse, like way, like oh yeah, very realistic looking off a cliff with a horse um, from point of view angle. And I would pay to just see that. It was very, it was pretty intense. I've paid to see some POV stuff before, but <laughs> this might add to my list. <laughs> <laughs> nice right. addition. Good addition. So what do you got next? Uh, then the, uh, we got two more on the list. Um, we got Hateful Eight, directed by Quentin Tarantino. Uh, it's coming okay. out, I think, on, at Christmas time. Um, and it's, uh, it's his eighth of only ten films. He's gone on record saying that he's only going to make ten films really? in his wow. career. Why? That's uh, so lame. I don't know. It's going to be his disco- uh, film uh, discography or whatever you call yeah, it. Um, right. All of his movies I thought have been really good. Um, and a little bit of background on this story is that the, the script was leaked um, prior to production and he wasn't sure if he was going to go ahead and make the film if Hollywood wow. and the rest of the world knew what already the knew was. what the script was. But um, he kind of went back on that and decided to you know, go ahead and make the movie. Um, it's a star-studded cast. Obviously, Samuel L. Jackson's <laughs> in it. Is he in all eight of the movies, do you know? Um, I don't know for sure, but he's in... I don't know if he's in the Kill Bill movies, uh, but um, yeah. I, I think he, he's in most, and, and he obviously plays... He always plays a great character. Um, but if you're into, like, the gritty, you know, kind of action-packed, right. not the most socially socially conservative level film, um, I'd recommend it. Um, all right. Last one on the list. What's it going to be? Last one is uh, Point Break. I love it. I was yes. waiting for Everything it. moves in cycles. <laughs> Shout out to my uh, my boy Lechner who yes. who kind of showed me the or got me onto the Point Break bandwagon. It's kind of become a cult classic. Uh, and uh, give, amongst give the my pe- friends, give the people the background of like what to expect from a Point Break movie. Point Break movie is strictly pure adrenaline. Adrenaline. Yes. You know you got hot chicks. Hot, 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 hot chicks. Fast motorcycles. Shootouts. Extreme sports. Extreme sports. Yes. It's uh, money, lots of money. Lots of money, lots of heists, lots of chase scenes. You know, if you're kind of in for some mindless entertainment, Point Break is the way to go this this holiday season. I'll be there. I'm ready again. I'm, I'm taking all your advice. I think this could be the breakout hit. Like, all of them are like Oscar winners or potential, like Star Wars Revenant, Hateful Eight, or all like going to be win awards this point break remake is just pure fun this is the non-award this <laughs> yeah. is the you know the this is like show up like turn your brain to mush and watch these guys like do backflips yep. off mountains and steal money and stuff it's gonna be great yeah so and you need some of that sprinkled in when you have a bunch of award winners that are really cinema cinematography need, driven uh, and that type as of doug thing. would say you need the sour cream you need, <laughs> <laughs> you're eating that burrito get some spicy stuff you can't put it any more perfectly than that you need the sour cream you hit that patch of sour cream to cool you down all right so those are your movies to see this holiday season but uh you know for the fans, I don't think that that's all that Murph's going to give them. So I think Murph has a little bit more uh, that is. Do I have more? That is in Murphy's <laughs> Law. I always have more. Yes. <laughs> Anything that can be watched will be watched. <laughs> what comes next? The small screen. The television. The television. TV guide. So Love I'm going to kind of bring up some stuff that I've been watching in the past. Um, kind of some stuff that's going to be coming out. And just the first of all. How could we not begin a television segment without bringing up the challenge bloodlines? <laughs> On MTV, it's the fifth great American sport. Yes. <laughs> Are you guys challenge fans? Uh, yes. I, I am, yes. Big challenge fans. I've been watching this since I was yay high. I can't even recall the last time I missed a challenge or real world uh, season. Yes. So I think this is the expert on it. So what do you have to say about it? Overall, it's a, it's a kind of unique take to the season. Uh, they've kind of brought on a whole half cast of new characters in the Bloodlines format. It's all um, like cousins and brothers. It's all cousins, brothers, sisters of kind of uh, your your normal challenge staples. Um, so your staples like Johnny Bananas, Cara Maria, <laughs> Kellyanne, uh, some others, they, they're all back. But then they're bringing along their brothers and sisters um, and their cousins, who these people are not reality stars. Not at all. No, um, some of them are bad at being. You can TV. clearly tell that they they have never been in front of a camera before. They're bad. And some they of them got, are bad, and they but got dragged into this. Right, makes for great television. It though. does make for great television because they crack under the pressure. They can't deal with all these lunatics getting <laughs> drunk and drinking for thirty six hours, doing God knows what drugs, and then fighting each other, and then f- literally f- fist fighting and talking trash all the, all game. Um, but it makes for great television, and I c- can't take my eyes off it. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's an exciting season for sure. I think um, the Bloodlines is a great twist to it. Murph, I think you should be on the challenge personally. I think we've uh, we've you and your brother. If I could bring my brothers, if it, if they make it a Bloodlines plural with uh, yeah. with the three of us, I think we would never lose. I also think that you've Except watched. I can't. I can't really do uh, snakes, and um, <laughs> they would they would key on that right away. Yeah, I would. I would not go in telling them I was afraid of snakes, and just hope that there were no. Say you're afraid of like cupcakes and yeah. pizza. Yeah. And like little <laughs> puppies. <laughs> yeah. uh, but right. the challenge does get DerekAndSteve.com's vote of approval. We watch oh, it. Oh, for sure. It's good. We can, I mean, Murphy's Law is Murphy's Law. But this is Murphy's Law. It's a ever, must watch. If you ever need Derek and Steve's opinion. You back up. DerekAndSteve.com backs up Murphy's Law on uh, this one. Yeah. I appreciate it. All right, what's next on TV? All right, next on TV is a couple Netflix uh, streaming options for you. I just finished uh, Master of None. It's the new Aziz Ansari comedy series on Netflix. It's 30 minutes long, so you can blast through it literally within like a day uh, if you're so entitled. I'm claiming it the the songbird of our generation. <laughs> Bold claim. What does that mean? It, it, it's a very, if you're our age, you know, age is 22 to 27 it really speaks kind of like to our uh, demographic of of people um it does a great job discussing familial relationships you know with like your parents you know kind of not showing the respect that you should for them every day and also to your grandparents and it also goes gets pretty uh deep into dating you know in the 21st century and kind of the fear of commitment and online dating and speed dating and all that stuff so and then aziz obviously applies his own you know, level of flair and is it like right. is it? I heard it's not like super humorous. It's actually more. There, like, there are a lot of humorous parts, and some obviously some parts get more serious. But I mean, you can't go throughout an entire episode without laughing. You know, a handful of times. So okay. it's definitely definitely worth watching. Nice, cool. I I'm like his, I like Aziz. I do so too. I, I do, do too. I'll give it a watch. Um, <clears throat> next one is a holiday special, actually. Which I haven't seen yet, um, but it's it was just recently released on uh, Netflix. It's called A Very Murray Christmas, starring the one and only Bill Murray. I heard I've heard it's a star-studded cast. Uh, it's a musical, actually. It looks like there's some numbers from uh, Miley Cyrus and a few other perfect uh, pop stars of our generation. And it's it sounds like it looks like it's a great Christmas kind of uh, special. You know, to maybe watch with the family while you're home. Right. I I give Bill Murray the benefit of the doubt with anything he Same does. Here. So. I agree. I probably won't watch it, but I'll tell everyone it's really good. That's exactly what I'm doing right now. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, The next thing on Netflix, um, which you guys might have not heard about yet, kind of feeding off the uh, successes of uh, the crime documentaries, real life um, series, kind of like Serial, kind of like The Jinx on HBO, which is a great great program. Netflix is releasing this new show called uh, Making a Murder. It uh, premieres on December 18th. It's a 10-part crime documentary series. Huh. Um, it looks pretty good. I watched the trailer yesterday. It's about this guy, Stephen Avery. He spent 18 years in prison for rape. Um, and then he was freed after DNA linked another man to the crime. Huh. And DNA like testing became like a big deal. Um, and then only two years later, he this guy, Avery, became a prime suspect in a murder case. And that's huh. kind of the only thing I picked up from wow. the trailer, but it looked pretty well done. Uh, I mean, so, it's hard to say from a trailer, but it looks right. like it's going to be pretty pretty entertaining. Did it seem like, in a, not like an attack, but the opposite side of the coin to DNA testing, sort of? Like, oh, maybe the DNA testing was wrong? Um, or just like, look at this big coincidence? It kind, it kind of seemed like he didn't do the first murder, or the, the first rape, um, and then he later, he tried to... He was out for two years, and then he tried to sue the the police department for like eighty four million dollars for wrongly accusing him and imprisoning him. And then it looks like he kind of might get framed for the murder two years later, but he Ooh. might actually Ooh, be a okay. psych- he might actually be a psychopath and done the murder and committed the rape. So Whoa. that's you can obviously Google the trial and see you know kind of what happens. But I'm going to hmm. kind of play. Uh, gullible and kind of watch along with it. Yeah, I'm in. That's, that, yeah, sounds, that, that sounds that sounds good. interesting. We we were big into the Jinx. Serial yeah. was a hit. We already spoofed it. So <laughs> speaking <laughs> of Serial, Serial season two is released. It's out. It's out. Yeah. I haven't I haven't listened to it yet, but it's out. Are you anything look- that can be listened to will be listened to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anything else on TV? Uh, that's kind of for the basic 
television. Oh, for the cable package. The what else is there? Yeah. That's for the peasants. For the peasants. Uh. Actually, Netflix isn't for the peasants. You have to pay for that. <laughs> <laughs> Next is the premium channels. Pre- 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 premium channels. So, uh, not much going on during the holiday season, but I'm kind of just going to discuss uh, this past couple months of premium channel television and then kind of one thing to look forward to. So first up on my list are the two Showtime shows, Homeland and The Affair. Yes, we love Homeland. <laughs> yeah, I'm, don't no spoilers though because we are yeah no no spoilers. Okay. Um, overall, last season I didn't think Homeland ended up on much of a high note, um, so I wasn't sure how to expect you know going into the season would be. Um, but overall, I've been pleasantly surprised. You know, it's back to the basic Homeland kind of format where it's, the world gets uh, goes to poop (laughs) (laughs) and carrie gets framed for something she Mm. may or may not have done and then she has to go try you know figure out what what's exactly happened that's probably a blow to her psyche yeah she's pretty unstable as it um (laughs) and then you also have well saul's back just cracking skulls and taking names again (laughs) so yeah although homeland has been good i think there's a couple episodes left and we'll see how it ends um, and then we also have The Affair. Do you guys watch that? No. no Pretty mindless problem. television. <laughs> it's McNulty from The Wire for all you Wire fans out there. Uh, it's great mindless television. Have you seen it? Yeah, Ever? I've watched the first season. The second season is pretty good. It it kind of seems like they kind of just extended the... They had to you know create a new season because the first season was so good. Really? Huh. Um, but it's basically about you know four people. An affair kind of tears their life apart sex obviously with other people you're not married to doesn't end up working out well for relationships spoilers we said no spoilers (laughs) my bad you heard it here second (laughs) so yeah those are the showtime the show uh showtime shows most people don't get showtime second tier premium channel second tier premium so let's bring it to the first tier premium yes the home box office hbo the home box office hbo Overall, uh, HBO hasn't really had much out this uh, this past fall, uh, except for The Leftovers, which I'm a big fan of. We were not huge fans of the first season, but we've heard good things about the second. Yeah, so the first season was really weird. Weird. Um, and if you're into like Lost, it's by the same producer, Damon Lindelof. He uh, helped produce Lost with J.J. Abrams um, and showrun that show. Um, so the first season was a little weird, wasn't very well received. It was kind of mixed reviews, but the second season, you know, they kind of turned it around. They changed locations. They added a whole bunch of new characters. Um, and the second season has actually really been, um, some great television. So I recommend if, if you're willing to get back on the bandwagon, um, to give it another shot. I I watched a few and I agree with the assessment. I only watched three or four, so uh, it's not big enough sample yet, but it it was definitely better than the first season. The first one was classic lost and i was so over oh, lost yeah. when it was over it was just yeah. they answered questions no, no not answered they brought up they posed questions then yeah. posed more questions then posed more questions and then the show was over yeah well lost is one of my greatest uh my f- most favorite television show the first few seasons yeah, yeah so, by far yeah. but the first couple seasons were great yeah. the, the first season of leftovers seemed a lot like the later seasons of lost but <laughs> yeah you still gotta take it for what it's worth and just kind of appreciate it for roll, what it is roll with the punches right. Um, and then last on the home box office uh, is Vinyl. It's a new uh, series premiering in February. Um, have you guys seen any of the trailers for this? No, uh, I have I think not. Briefly. Um, so it's basically about a music a music exec um, in the seventies um, trying to re uh, trying to make his career um, in New York City. Um, so basically, sex, drugs, rock and roll. It sells records. It sells TV shows. It's like ballers, but for music. <laughs> <laughs> to hype up the season even more, uh, Martin Scorsese decorate, uh, directs the first episode. And uh, the executive producer on the show is from Sopranos, Boardwalk Empire, and Wolf of Wall Street fame. So, Whoa. Wow. So good. it's Another a pretty... It's a pretty good resume, you know, going in or back, backbone to the kind of to this uh, series. So uh, I'm keeping my hopes up for it. Yeah, it sounds, sounds like it's got a lot of promise to me. Anything so. that can't be watched, we'll watch. Anything that can be watched, will be watched. I'm so a, I'm a premium channel. Uh, Somewhere. That, that was the end of my television uh, and movie roundup. But All like right. I said, 
anything that can be watched will be watched. So we have another form of, of media. Yes. <laughs> to briefly discuss. Uh, it's just you, some YouTube videos. That, oh, perfect. To kind of wrap up the wrap up the uh, the year. The first one is the YouTube Rewind. It's got like 50 million views right now. Kind of wraps up the uh, YouTube uh-huh. year in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the People Are Awesome 2015. Oh, I've seen that actually. I have not seen that. They, they, they pull one out every year. It's basically people doing a lot more extreme stuff than I you, would ever imagine doing. Question for you. Do you know what year the first one was? Because I, I was looking that up recently. I couldn't find well, it. I think YouTube's been around for like 10 years. Was so. it, the fir- it was the first year. I mean, it's got to be within 2010 at least. Okay. Um, and then the last one, which is I'm hoping the jam that's going to play us out of this beloved podcast is the DJ Earworm mashup. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. United States of Pop 2015. That is a great song. Fifty Shades of Pop. Definitely a good recommendation there. That's a great tell, one. Tell the people what it is. Um, I mean, if if you live in a rock, then you haven't heard of DJ Earworm. <laughs> but basically, every year he puts out uh, he puts out a mashup of like the year's top like twenty five to thirty pop songs. You know, that's never really a, like a great mashup, but it does a good job of kind of wrapping up all the songs from the year. Uh, you know, from January to December, you forget to realize you know how many pop jams yeah. came out yes. uh, in 2015 so overall it's pretty lit <laughs> nice so i do have to say uh, you say lit so for all listeners uh, as pop culture expert uh what is the background behind lit and can you use it in a sentence in like country of origin just how yeah, it so come I'm, to be i'm i'm pretty sure i trademarked lit um <laughs> so anytime something's lit it's live it's popping it's getting the party going anytime the bandits and I show up to a party that's immediately lit. <laughs> that's a perfect description. <laughs> the The December uh, Rudolph the Red Nosed Ranger is going to be lit regardless. Yes, that's anytime you're turning up with the boys uh, and throwing down lit. for a good time. I love it. That is an excellent description of that. I, word. Now I know exactly what I, it means. I have no questions anymore. Yeah, it's perfect. Um, I'm glad I can be your Miriam's. Uh, <laughs> Webster dictionary for you today, and, and you know I think that's a good way to end every time that you come on this show is to is to enlighten our fans with one vocabulary word that they can use in their everyday lives, so like, see, such as this. So Murphy's law, put lit into your new uh, dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> see if you can use it tomorrow in a work setting. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah everybody out here, right, right into the podcast to see and let us know how you can uh, infuse lit into your into your office jargon. Here's the challenge: I, I am extending a challenge to our fans. Use lit in a conversation with your boss and, and then, tell us and tell how us you did about it. that interaction. And best yes. best actual reaction or best act, the person who actually does it will get we'll a shout sh- out on the next. Well, podcast. the experience will be shared on the show. Yes. So use lit in a conversation or an email with your boss. I can't wait. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. Well, James Murphy, yeah. his first appearance on our show, and has given you all of the topics for all of the forms of media that you can listen for. So, James, thank you very much, and we will see you on here again soon for another edition of Murphy's Law. Anything that can be watched will be watched. Thanks for having me. <laughs> All right. Hope you guys liked the first edition of Murphy's Law. He certainly hung around for a while, but gave you a lot of good a info. Long, we couldn't get him out of here. Could, couldn't kick him out of the studio, but uh, we, we love uh, we love Murph coming on and giving us all the uh, details about uh, all forms of media, plus that excellent vocabulary that you can start using in your everyday lives. So I would uh, say the segment was lit. The, that segment was lit, uh, for sure. Uh, 100%. <laughs> no, no debate on that one. So... Um, so due to time, we're just going to jump into a combined third and fourth quarter. Super so we're just going to fire off these topics. So You won't have to listen to Derek f- for much longer. You won't have to listen to me for that much longer or Steve for that much longer. No, just Derek. Which is, thank God you don't have to listen to Steve for that much longer. Okay. But okay, So the rap, the rap chat uh, battle last week was excellent. Uh, you guys all listened to it, I'm sure. Uh, if you're listening to the Derek episodes in order, I, I got murked. Uh, I've heard from several sources I had the best rap, but I <laughs> got murked. Uh, several of your parents. By, I, I got murked by a quantity. Uh, got Four raps uh, in the heat of the moment. I thought I had six raps thrown at me. I was seeing stars. It was actually only four. Um, so, got you know a lot of good feedback on that though. As a segment, uh, a lot of people said they loved that. Uh, a lot of people want to get involved in that, and I think that there's uh, we hear you and we agree with you. Uh, we're definitely going to uh, now that we've unveiled the Rap Chat app to all of our listener base. We want to do this again, and we want to uh, get more of our fans involved with raps that. Uh, we can could, be vulgar. We can we can bleep them out, but ideally try to get something that we can play on this and and, and be really good. And just to add, they don't. We we can if this actually happens, we we have a rap chat segment and and people actually start. I mean, my dad wants to submit a rap. He said <laughs> that was hilarious. How do I like write one? Yeah. 
I said, just write the lyrics. I'll find the beat. Like, we got this. <laughs> um, but we can do like themes like Christmas. Like next yeah. week we can say, submit Christmas raps and yeah. it'd be funny. Yeah, it doesn't, um, they, we don't have to do rap battles. We can just get you guys involved with raps about topics that are hilarious. Because rap, because a lot of these, I know you guys have some hilarious raps in you. So Yes. Um, so that's really all we wanted to say about that. Good feedback. Yep. Thanks for your feedback on that. And we definitely want to get you guys involved with that uh, moving forward. So uh, speaking of your involvement, we have Yay. to go through your fan questions, which we... Are we got a lot of we questions. are committed to doing so. We have four questions from last week that we, we're going to go through this time. We had to narrow it down. We had a lot of questions. We picked we, the we, four we picked, that were either repeats that we didn't get to last week, or the ones we or thought ones that stood out to us. Stood so, out to us, yeah. Uh, first is uh, from someone who was referenced in the uh, segment that you just two heard. Two shoutouts. Two shoutouts in one episode to Devin, uh, who uh, Murph mentioned during his uh, segment. So Devin submitted the question: What's the plan for New Year's Eve? Please discuss options because she cannot go to Rudolph the Red-Nosed Rager, which we were discussing at length in our previous episode. So what's the New, Year v- New Year's Eve plan? Very, very good question very, from Devin. The, the answer is we stumbled into a gold mine. We are, gold mine. We are doing a ski and ski out in Maine. Ski and ski out means you literally go skiing all day, and you, you when you're done, you ski up to your front door, take off your boots, and you're home. Right on the mountain. Um, right on Sugarloaf, a great mountain in Maine. Yep. Um, and it's going to be less than a hundred bucks a person for three days. For three, I think nights. it's too good to be true. I think we're going into some sort of trap. We might be, you know, we might be walking right into a Craigslist trap. Something scary. Is we did happen. some research. We did some research, and, and it appears to be legit. Uh, <laughs> but but either way, that's what's happening. Also, the Rudolph plan. the Red Nose Rager is the nineteenth. It's is set, the nineteenth set in stone. Set in stone. Um, text us or email us if you want details. But for sure. Um, but but New Year's but, but New Year's Eve uh, it's gonna be lit. Will be lit. This is what I was about to say. So perfect. Uh, second question. You can read this one. All right. This is uh, from Connor Stickney, um, and I do have to give a bit of background. Sorry to take up more time, but Connor Stickney listened to Steve and Nate at eight freshman year, which is six or seven years ago. Two thousand nine. Two thousand nine. And his joke would be: He was our very first caller. He called in and was like, "Hey, Steve. Like, hey, Nate." Uh, thank, like, thanks so much, long-time listener. It was the ver- very first episode. He's like, love the show, very long-time listener. Uh, just wondering like, what your opinion is on, and then he would curse, like something very loud and vulgar, <laughs> and we'd have to hang up, and he did it e- basically every episode. He'd try to he'd disguise his voice and say a, a normal question and then curse, and it was a game to him. Um, and I honestly, I haven't talked to Connor Stickney since freshman year of college, <laughs> and he submitted a question, and it is, this is the question. Just watch that old school Rudolph claymation film. If you could make up a reindeer game, what would it be? <laughs> so a very random question from the from six years ago, Connor. Stigman. So this this podcast is becoming uh, something. It's hitting an audience. It's, for so, sure. it's hitting some weird audience. But Connor, I hope you're listening, and I appreciate you listening. And great question. So I'll let Derek answer first. What, what's your reindeer season. game? Uh, we talked about this a little bit. My reindeer game is going to be reindeer ice hockey. So we're going to be we're going to lace them all up in skates. They're going to have to figure out how to hold their sticks, and they're going to be skating around, which, which you know, they probably have some experience on ice, but uh, not playing hockey, I would be willing to bet. So, Would you play with them I check them in the boards? I would play with them, and I would check them probably into the snow. There probably wouldn't be boards. Oh. And uh, I would take advantage of the fact that I am more suited to play hockey than they are, and and I would probably I'd be the best player. So, uh, so. reindeer hockey Reindeer is hockey answer. is my sport. My answer is... They can fly. That is true. I they, thought about that. Reindeers can fly, so it's got to be. I, I said reindeer Quidditch. Um, I mean, <laughs> that's all. I, I don't know much about the sport of Quidditch. I've never played myself, um, but just watching reindeers fly around and try to catch the what is it? Uh, the quaffle. The, the, the snitch. The golden. Yeah, the snitch. The snitch. Um, trying to catch the snitch. That's that's the main goal, and I can that's, see the, Ru- the uh, Rudolph. I mean, Rudolph would have the obvious advantage. He can light the path. He can light the path. Um, and he's the best flyer. But so. Blitzen sounds like he's got some game. So yeah. either way, Rudolph some Quid- good or, muscle uh, and some of the reindeer Quidditch. That's my answer. All right, third question comes from a friend, so anonymous here. Not really. This question is for Luke Keekley. So, th- so we're now expanding pretty far. And the question is, what do you think of Kerry Shields? <laughs> so, so an excellent question from a friend. Um, and we'd like to draw our attention to the way that Luke Keekley has been spelled in this question. It is K. H U E G L E. So Quagle. Luke Kugel. Quagle. Luke Kugel. Um, I am inferring and, and assuming that 
that the friend means Keekly and not Luke Kugel. <laughs> um, so we don't have Luke on the show today, so we can't ask him this question. But I do know that they were friends in college. They were <laughs> that, actually that friends is true. in college that is true. because they're both stud athletes. They're both very good-looking, smart, funny people, um, and they just, I mean, gravitated towards each other. Yep. Um, Carrie Shields, I have a bet with Rob Raimundo <laughs> that I can't get her on the show. And I'm going to get her on the show. She's going to be on the show. So, so she will add no value to the show, most likely, um, but she will be on. Because, I, mean, she, she, I mean, she was a BC basketball player yep. for our four years. I mean, she may add value. Who knows? She's a great person, but um, she has no connection to this show. Not at all. <laughs> at all. And, uh, except, but I know some of our listeners, Chris McLaughlin loves one of our her. listeners would be very happy if you win this bet with Rob. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, we'll try to make that and happen. And it's five bucks. It's easy money. It's bucks, I've yeah. already won You're one. to want to know. I want to know on podcast bets. Um, okay, last question, and this one comes from Brett, and it says, don't you agree that Steve has a look of longing in the top banner on your website? <laughs> what do you have to say about My that question? My thoughts are, I told you, <laughs> I agree with you, Brett. I told Derek the first day he created that website that that was a weird picture. It is a weird picture. I don't like myself <laughs> in it. It looks weird. It's not what I would have chosen. I wouldn't have chosen it either. Um, but you did, the and it's still the there. I wouldn't have chosen it had I more options. The dimensions of the picture... Uh, work for our website. We need to take a new picture. We we know that, and we will be taking a new picture soon. A professional um, picture. A professional picture. We'll yeah. go to Sears. We'll get a picture done. Sears still um, exists. Sears still exists. I think. Oh, I think. Unless it's new, maybe they don't. I don't know. Mm. Um, I don't. Hopefully, Sears Photo still exists. If Sears doesn't, yeah. and, uh, either and way, can, Tank has a pretty high tech camera. Yeah, Chef Bob can take a picture of us. Yeah. Um, so that's all for the fan questions, uh, and then uh, that's pretty much it. So we will move. Uh, actually, one more topic: uh, flag football. We mentioned it last week. Started the season with a bang, one and zero. I predicted seven and zero. Turns out we only have six games, so each of our predictions is is automatically wrong. But I'll revise the six and zero. Steve, do you want to revise your prediction? I believe you went four and three, saying that we were going to have a good year. All right, has your mind been changed by our performance in week My one? My mind's been changed. I'm a changed man. Five and one. Five and one. We we not pro- including playoffs, obviously. Not including playoffs, and we we're going to have to forfeit a game because of uh, our ski trip that we mentioned. So five and one, undefeated in games that we play. Undefeated in games played. I'll go with that too. All right, final drive. You want first or second? Up to you. Ooh, um, second. Second. Okay, I'll go first. Uh, my final drive topic is going to be about the uh, prediction that I made last week that I have already owned up to that I lost, which was that this, I said the Celtics would beat the Warriors. They did not. Uh, but I am segueing that into my declaration, which I've been thinking about uh, and talking to a few uh, uh, other people about as well, that I am going to declare this for the first time in several years. And maybe it's too soon to say this, and maybe it's bold. The Eastern Conference is the best conference in the NBA. The Western Conference is now inferior to the East. Uh, having said that, the Western Conference has the two best teams in the league. Beyond the Spurs and the Warriors, the Eastern Conference is the better conference. They're winning more games against the West this year. They're better top to bottom. If you look at the standings, you look at uh, your Magic, Steve, are out of the playoff picture, despite the fact that they're having a pretty good season. They're 12, uh, 12 and 11, and they're in the 10th spot right now. In the Western Conference, the 10 and 12 Utah Jazz are currently in the playoffs. The Western Conference is inferior. A lot of these teams built their teams to win now, three years ago. They're, they're going downward. The Clippers are downward. The, Ma- the Mavericks are downward. Rockets are falling apart. The Western Conference, outside of the Warriors and Spurs, the Thunder are still there. And then after that, it falls deeply. I think the Eastern Conference is the best conference in the league. That's Ding. it. Ding. Um, that's a pretty good one. My final drive is... Um, Pete Rose, for those who don't know, one of the greatest hitters in baseball history. Not home run hitters, just pure hitters. Maybe one of the best players, including defense, in baseball history. Um, was not reinstated uh, today, actually, by the new commissioner. Um, not that that means much, but the idea, I just it just brought it up, that, that he is not in the Hall of Fame, and he's never been on a ballot to be in the Hall of Fame. And he is by far one of the best hitters in baseball. I think... Uh, most career hits, he's got 4,256. It's a it's a feat in, in the MLB, a feat to hit over 3,000. Derek Jeter hit his 3,000th home run, was it last year or year before his last year? Or his 3,000th 3, hit. hit. It was a home run. And it was a home yeah. run. But And he's considered one of the best hitters in baseball, one of the best players. Like, he played for uh, forever. Um, and Pete Rose has probably over almost 1,000 more hits than he does. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just insane that these players who juiced up just jacked home runs. They're doing like this. He bet on baseball. For those of you who don't, he bet on baseball as a coach. 
When he right. was coaching teams, he bet on his team to win. And a player manager towards the very and end of his career. Manager, yeah. Um, but as a pure hitter, like he, it's evidence says that he never bet on mm-hmm. baseball. And like, who doesn't bet on baseball? I bet <laughs> on baseball. I'd be in the Hall of Fame if I was a good hitter. Um, so I mean, and he's and he, I've heard a few. I've heard him speak. He's a brilliant speaker. He's got all his arguments in line. I, he, I mean, he, he at least deserves to be on the ballot. They're afraid to put him on the ballot because they know he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, he's unbelievable. He was not reinstated again today, and he's. It stinks. He's gonna his whole. They're like saying he didn't play baseball, and he did. And he was one of the best hitters of all time. Reinstate Pete Rose. Love him. That's the end of my segment. That's it. Ding. <laughs> so Pete Rose belongs in the Hall of Fame, which is a, a good take as a hitter. I think yeah. uh, you know best hitter, one of the best hitters of all time. I think it's a valid, uh, valid argument. So uh, that ends episode three of You Heard It Here Second. So uh, Ooh, thank that was you guys a long for listening. One. A long one. Another. Uh, Another thanks to Murph for giving us uh, all the details on the media. And uh, everyone make some noise for Murph. And that is all we have for this episode. So make sure you tune in next week for our last episode before the holiday break, uh, which is our college football expert, who you will find out next week who that mystery man is, mystery man or woman is. Dookie in his pants. Dookie Dookie in his pants. Ending with that again. Didn't clean it up yet. Still will clean it up for next week. Dookie in his pants.